All right, we are back with Dr. Benjamin Markham from the Stephenville Medical and Surgical Center. Dr. Markham, thank you again for joining us. We've been doing this for every other week for a couple of months now, and we really appreciate you coming on to uh, KTRL and KXTR. Really glad to be back. Yeah, and uh, I kind of wanted to just get things started off this week uh, and just get an update from you about kind of your view of how things are going in Stephenville and ERATH with uh, COVID-19. Well, certainly we've, we've had a, a marked increase in the number of cases over the last few weeks. Um, it seems to be that the uh, the numbers are plateauing a bit. Um, you know, I kind of hope that that uh, maybe perhaps the governor's measures have taken a little bit of effect and, and perhaps some uh, people have been a little bit more cognizant about um, trying to protect themselves when they're out and about uh, mm-hmm. shopping and, and uh, protecting uh, other people by wearing masks and washing their hands and those kinds of things. It looks like it's perhaps making a little bit of an impact yeah. um, over the last few days. Um, so, so you know, I think we're going to continue to see cases, um, obviously, throughout the rest of the summer and into the fall and, and throughout the next year. But uh, if we can keep it at kind of the current rate, um, then, then our hospital systems um, will be absolutely able to handle uh, the, the load. And uh, so far, the, we haven't even come close in Erath County um, or, or with our supporting hospitals from the Metroplex to uh, not being able to handle what we've, what we've been presented with. So okay. that's encouraging news. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you brought this up a little bit, but since the last time we spoke, uh, masks are now required here in Texas. And although there are a few places that are um, not requiring them, just, uh, you know, different areas here in Texas. Here in Stephenville, I will say I've, I've noticed that uh, people do seem to be wearing masks, which is a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign. I think for the most part, you know, people are. It kind of depends on where you go and when you're out and about. I've seen quite a few people not, obviously, yeah. also. So, you know, it it's a um, <laughs> it's surprising to me that it's such a hot uh, topic yeah, uh, or such too. a hot button issue for so many people. Um, it just really kind of took us all by surprise that mm-hmm. that so many people feel so strongly about it one way or the other. Um, you know, I think the evidence is there that it it definitely helps prevent the spread. It you know, it's it's not going to stop all the cases of COVID. Yeah. Um, it's going to decrease the disease burden in a population. Yeah. And what I mean by that is if you think about everybody running around without masks, if you mark that disease burden of, of those respiratory droplets floating around in, say, a grocery store as 100%, if everybody adopts masks, that, that disease burden in that grocery store drops precipitously and people don't come into contact with near as many infected respiratory droplets and the, and the infection rate is much, much lower. So, you know, while we're not going to completely stop COVID by wearing masks, we're going to slow it way, way down. So those of you who are wearing them, thank you so much. Keep it up. Those of you who are not, I encourage you to reconsider yeah. um, so that we can uh, try to slow this thing down and keep that trickle of cases coming so that we're not overwhelmed. Yeah, and that's the goal, right, is uh, obviously not going to stop it, but slowing it down for hospitals Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, just for everybody's sake. And, um, you know, I've Mm -hmm. uh, I've heard in a few places, including like uh, the New York Times podcast and a few other places that uh, children are not very good transmitters of COVID-19. Do you think, uh, you know, with schools supposed to be opening back up potentially, that that means that teachers and children and those younger grades might be a little safer in the classroom? Well, gosh, I hope so. You know, the, the, all of the evidence we have uh, for this virus is preliminary. You know, you, for you to, to um, consider uh, evidence as what we would think is like medical canon, like being, you know, 
um, inviolate. We would have to have multiple studies with a bunch of different people. Yeah. Um, early indications are that, you know, children, first of all, don't get that sick, which is good news, um, and hopefully don't replicate the virus at the same levels that middle-aged and older adults do. Mm-hmm. And so um, I sure I sure hope that that, that uh, pans out. Uh, throughout the summer, I mean, throughout the fall, when school starts back in, but we're just not going to know until it happens. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but I, it is encouraging news, and I and I hope it's something we can hang our hats on uh, this fall. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, this next question is uh, something I'm sure you have dealt with yourself. But um, you know, my wife is a kindergarten teacher here in town, and I have a son who is going into kindergarten, but also have a two month old at home who will be being kept by an older individual. Um, do you see a serious risk there? And uh, what precautions can uh, frontline workers like yourself, and then you know, teachers and other people take as they uh, get home at the end of the day to limit the spread to children and older people in the home? Right. That's a, that's a really good question. I, 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 my wife and I have had this same discussion because we're in the same boat. We have a son also getting ready to go to kindergarten. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have an older daughter okay. uh, who's already been in the school system. But, you know, we, we've had this discussion on and off for the last few days about what, what our fall is going to look like, what our plans are looking like. And we've been discussing with uh, teachers and, and employees of the ISD. You know, the TEA just came out with some recommendations about how to um, to have school as safely as possible, and you know, some things, um, you know, I mean, well, they all make sense. All of the TEA's recommendations make sense, but, you know, gosh, school is not going to look anything like a, like what it looked like a year ago. Yeah. It's just, uh, just going to be really interesting. But um, to answer your question, you know, those measures that we've already talked about, wearing masks, washing hands, when I uh, spend an afternoon testing patients in the COVID tent out behind the clinic, first thing I do when I go home is go put my clothes in the washing machine and jump in the shower, you yeah. know, just so that there, that I'm not, you know, I'm not increasing disease burden in my home, you know, and trying mm-hmm. to protect my family members uh, from the exposures that I might bring home from work. And so, you know, I think in the schools, uh, we're going to try to get kids to wear masks and parents, I think you ought to get your kids practicing wearing those masks now. And that was Dr. Benjamin Markham from the Stephenville Medical and Surgical Center. We'll have more with Dr. Markham in two weeks from now, and we appreciate him joining us. And in two weeks, we'll talk more about COVID-19 and everything going on here in Stephenville and the surrounding area. You can find our interviews with Dr. Markham and more coverage of COVID-19 by searching for Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen online anytime at tarletonradio.com.